Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I hope you're all having a beautiful Friday morning. I am here with my two lovely ladies as per usual, the Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. What's happening, ladies? Morning. Keeping busy. How there about you? Morning. Trying to wake up. I'll go to sleep. I don't know anymore. It's all like blended into one. Wakey, wakey, speaker. I never know what day of the week it is. I'm telling you. Oh, it's all, it all blends into one these days. I know. I know. But hey, your lockdowns were dropped, at least in your area, right? Uh, at least in my area, but probably be back in a month or so, so don't get too excited. Me- meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, out here, they're telling everyone who's been vaccinated to mask back up. Super okay. spreaders. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and there's some, you know, in some states, of course, the blue ones, they're starting to pull their lockdown crap again. and yeah it's, uh, what? one of these never-ending cycles yeah everyone mm-hmm. just needs to uh not comply that's it uh well today we've got a little bit of a chill podcast we're only going to talk about a couple of things but we're going to get into them in a little bit of detail um edge and i did a video just dropped this morning uh big tech and big brother work together as social credit database and digital identity. We get into uh, a lot into this about uh, how government are working with Big Brother and how these uh, changes are being implemented slowly, not legally, but slowly, and how it's mirroring China. So that was a good one that we did. We're also going to talk about Corey's new article called The Global Landscape on Vaccine ID Passports, Part 2 and how your digital identity is moving to the blockchain for full control over humans. So I haven't read that yet, Corey, so I'm looking forward to Yeah, that's to a, that's a big one. Part. It's a big one. I'm working on part three now. So we have, we have lots of important key things to um, go over because there, there's, there's some things that need to be cleared up too so people understand. But let's start with your video. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. You guys just published that. Oh, sure. No, let's watch this video. Oh, real, yeah. Real quick. Yeah. This just happened right before recording, and it was pretty awesome. And In it Italy. kind of goes along with what we're talking about today. So, chaos erupts in the Italian parliament over additional green pass rules. Italy has decided to impose various restrictions on all unvaccinated persons that do not hold the country's green pass, which is an exemption of the EU digital COVID-19 certificate. And you can sorry, sorry, extension of the (laughs) EU digital COVID-19 certificate. And you can see here, uh, I believe these are members of parliament who are holding up protest signs, no green pass. So this is pretty awesome. awesome. Because, you know, what happened is they started rolling that out, and don't hold me to this exactly, but I remember when I was, when I was working up um, part one of the series, the digital identity series, at that point, they had rolled it out in a few countries, and then they said by, there was a certain date in July, they were going to roll it out across 20 more. And so now we're starting to see some pushback on that. And I hope we see a lot more pushback on that because this is, we're all in this together. This is a global battle against the monsters. We are all in this together, you know? And everything that we're talking about today, it really does connect to this. It really all connects. It's all part of one agenda. I know you're going to get into that. So do you want to roll into um, talking about our video that we did? 
Yeah, tell us about that. Speaker, you want to yes. sum it up? Not show uh, it for us. I not showed it for you before. <laughs> but uh, no, we, we get into a lot of detail in here about this uh, social credit system and how it's mirroring China. And we have a really good graphic in here. But uh, the US government at the moment are pushing through certain restrictions or trying to push in certain laws uh, used for counterterrorism that in the past was used for serious issues, Islamic terrorists and stuff like that. Um, they're now pushing it not just to quote unquote far right or right wingers, but it's going to hit everyone that has a difference of opinion. Right. I mean, we raise that question. That government. Mm. Right, right. Exactly. Like who's making these determinations on who goes into this database here that they're collecting on supposed right wing extremists? And, you know, what are the criteria? Is it anyone who supports election integrity, anybody who supports Trump or anyone who uh, supports the audits? I mean, what what exactly are they considering right wing extremists here and how big is the net that they're casting? And we talk about oh. that. We can, we can already answer that because I look at this list and I immediately think of Sean over at SGT Report who got booted from almost every single one of those platforms listed, you know, just for reporting truth and sharing, you know, having people on for interviews and to share information. And so, so definitely um, our thoughts and free speech are not allowed. You know, that's, that's going against their narrative is most definitely going to make the list. So you know, I'm sure we're heading in that direction, but that's why people need to subscribe to our newsletters because I can tell you my website will never go down. I got a lot of backup measures in place. Awesome. Yeah, and we did get into um, China's credit system because we talked about how this might be leading to a social credit system. And so we really did get into China's social credit system and uh, really how... Uh, creepy it is because of how they all the different ways they collect the information and then um, you know whether it's just from your school and work um, records to your all of your online records to a video surveillance of quite everyone. a graphic there yeah it's really interesting <laughs> and so we went through all of that in detail and it just goes down further <laughs> it does and <laughs> went through some comparisons um, on that so it's pretty interesting yeah it does actually go down further see <laughs> so well, all, all the way down all the way down we're falling down are we falling down the stairs now oh we <laughs> and there's we, like there's like a trap door shoot that sends you down <laughs> we we would be in the basement guys i can tell you that right now <laughs> oh that's too funny read some of these what are some of these spreading rumors on the internet uh-oh uh oh, oh boy there's about half of America right there. Well, actually all of America, because they would consider our rumors to be misinformation, right? <laughs> our quote unquote rumors. So insincere apologies for crimes committed, spreading rumors on the internet, participating in anything deemed to be a cult. Oh, posting anti-government messages, which is a big one. Um, yeah, and then we talked about like the uh, the benefits for being a good citizen, and oh, the yeah. yes, and, and the punishments for being a bad citizen. Yeah, mm. it's 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 uh, 
this communist socialist structure that China have implemented already. I mean, they've 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 nutted this down perfectly, and it is almost it's not not almost, but uh, it is what this uh, U.S. government is trying to follow. It's trying to keep this is to keep eyes off them, to keep dissent off them, and to keep the public just completely compliant to everything that they do. It, and it, if it, you don't, it's, uh, it's the end of your finances. See, you, you can't get a loan. You can't get a house. It's uh, straight fear. Control. Access, yeah. access to things, um, access to the internet eventually, I bet. Right. And, and you know, this, this all t- coincides with um, when I made that discovery in my own bank and started digging into it and did the report on the financial takeover and Yadley and the aggregators, how they're already categorizing our data and building up the social and climate scoring systems. And I want to just, I want to read you guys this, this sentence that is from a WEF, World Economic Forum, white paper on digital identity. This is, <laughs> this is their definition. You know how they always have like their little glossaries or definitions and whatnot. So this is their definition. Digital identity, who a person or organization fundamentally is, a combination of attributes, beliefs, personal organizational history, and behavior that together constitute a holistic definition of the individual or organizational self. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Beliefs and behavior are counted in there as your digital identity. Yep, yep. And you can bet that you're gonna be rewarded or punished depending on those things once they have full control. And uh, I, I would argue, and we did make the argument in this video, that really collecting these databases, which you know, I mean, they've been doing for a long time, but just the fact that they're actually even announcing this, like officially, like we're actually using a counterterrorism based database to, uh, you know, now collect database and expanding that to now American citizens who we consider to be now falling in that category they're now terrorists because of their belief systems so mm-hmm. um yeah and i think that it's definitely going to be abused just in the same way that these agencies have abused their power forever and uh so yeah that's why we and, believe well and whereas they are they do state some things that are clearly intimidation factor that wouldn't necessarily be carried out you know like we were listening to Como the other day and you got to get them in the car and you got to just get them down here and get that vaccine in their arm good grief <laughs> so like some of this stuff is done like that but this here the social and climate scoring system this this is legit they are they have been working on building these platforms up so the infrastructure is is there yeah yeah i agree and uh this actually does perfectly lead into um what you're working on and have been working on for weeks now i know you've read hundreds of pages of documents (laughs) (laughs) your brain's fried i'm I'm so mad too because this morning i was like all right how am i gonna get all this I, i literally have over 65 pages of notes um from all my research and I read, I've read so many white papers that I, I started documenting like the, the key 
points, right? And fortunately, I at least put the page numbers where I extracted that info from. Um, and so I thought, okay, the best way to do this, to get this point across before I start getting into the key implementers of this infrastructure is to just kind of bullet point um, in part three, you know, to bullet point the, the, in their own words, how they're building this out. And then I go in and I look at the uh, copyright issue <laughs> on WEF. I've never in my life seen a copyright issue so stringent before. You cannot transmit, reproduce in any way by photo, by verbiage, by video. You can't, um, you can't like download it and you can't, and then upload it to your site just in case they ever take it down. I mean, they do everything they can to block you from getting the information out once you find it. So now I'm going to have to take and spend the time to summarize all of that and just get the keywords. Cause I'm not, I'm just not going to mess around with the whole copyright thing because I've, you know, I've had to deal with that in the past and it's a real headache. It's a real pain in the butt. So, so wow. anyway. Um... They definitely <laughs> want control of the narrative, don't they? Oh, oh yeah, they don't want You're it right. out. Um, everything is, uh, we fight it daily. In fact, there's, I, I may send you, uh, how do you feel about doing a chart for me, speaker? <laughs> there's, there's this phenomenal chart that they have that pretty much I could just post that chart and not even need to say a word, but See, I can't. so I got to recreate it. Hmm? I'm, I'm, I'm really good at like artistic work, making yeah. charts and stuff. I don't know if that's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> All right. I'll have, to, I'll have to do that one too. So yeah, this stuff just takes so much time with the workarounds and crap, you know, but right. uh, <clears throat> yeah, since last week I've read about another 250 pages of documents. So uh, it, the problem is this is so complex and I'm trying to get this information out as fast as possible. So I'm working like double shift trying to um, retain all of this so that I can spell it out in the best way. So basically part two kind of gives the lay of the land so people understand the who, what, when, where, why, and how this is happening. Um, and for those who have, um, there's been a few who have made comments and I'm sure a couple of them were shills on Gab regarding our digital identity moving to the blockchain or the fact that blockchain is decentralized. I can assure you that these people that are building this out will have full access to the data. So that shouldn't even be in question at this point. Everyone should, should kind of know better there. So let's see. Um, if we go down to the who, so, so, all right, <laughs> I just don't, don't even know where to begin. Um, Trying to summarize uh, an, a gigantic global conspiracy is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and all the players involved. Okay, go. It, it, it's intense. All right. So, <laughs> so the central bankers are technically behind this and driving this. Um, and you know, everything connects. So, so like the virus was the catalyst, right? To create the biggest transfer of wealth and to start building the digital ID. And so I covered, I went into, um, in my other report, I went into BlackRock and InvestNet and Yodley and the financial takeover part of it. Um, and so uh, essentially, 
the the BlackRock designed the going direct reset, and you've got the G7 central bankers that are all on board with this, of course, and the Federal Reserve. And they did this massive thievery of wealth, right? Big transfer of wealth, trillions of dollars into private hands. And they are pushing for the digital identity, digital currency, um, everything smart city, smart devices, everything that can possibly surveil us right. um, and, and in order to control us, but then also eventually to tie in the AI and the transhumanism and push forward in that agenda. So, and okay, so we have the World Economic Forum, which is their meeting space, right? It's not the World Economic Forum that is the big dangerous guy here. It's the members that get together to formulate these plans and carry them out. And the Council on Foreign Relations, same thing, except for they, they tend to coordinate um, to affect government policies. And so it's, it's the members within. And so when you start digging through their white papers, their documents, their websites, where they're, I call them the uh, masters of marketing. They spin everything. Uh, Klaus Schwab is a talking head. They try to make things sound attractive and appealing to the younger generations. You know, everything's digital and convenient. And so they're like the, the PR crew. Right. But if you read their documents, they do give you a lot of insight into what's really taking place and what their agendas are. They're just not telling you, you know, how this is being divided up on the back end with the central bankers and then those that are carrying out their agendas for them. So if I could be a fly on the wall there, I would have one hell of a book to write. Um, so, so that kind of, kind of covers the who. So we've got, you know, when you see everything with the Rockefellers and Bill Gates and Accenture and Microsoft and just all these different groups of people, they're like the key implementers of these agendas. And so in part three, I'm going to break down um, various key implementers, developers, who's building what part of this infrastructure, how far along they are to show how this is, is coming together. And so that people know what to watch out for and not be tricked by because they will slip some of this crap in, in like a quick little email blast to you. Oh, we've updated our terms of service or privacy and policies, and there's nothing you need to do or worry about. It won't affect you, but you can read them if you want to. They do this shit all the time. So it's, you know, unfortunately, as long as those are, it is important to read that stuff now. You got to understand what what's really happening here. And so the uh, if we go down to the what, it's it's the QR code, right? That's their goal. So they're coming at this from both the vaccine ID passports and then um, they're getting the banks to initiate this. They're getting uh, certain industries and the QR code is basically your symbol that is uh, a QR code only holds 7,000 characters. So they can't store all your data in there. So it's like an encryption 
where your data is stored elsewhere. And what they want to do is put that on the blockchain. And so now you've got your education, your health, your wealth, um, your shopping, uh, eventually, you know, your behavior, your social, they've been tracking the social for a long time. If you start digging through aggregators, you'll see they're tracking all that. So that would reside on the blockchain connected in with your QR code. And so, um, here, let me just scroll down here. Well, speaker, um, I don't know if he's ever told you this, but um, he has to use, or people in Australia, don't you guys have to use a QR code to enter a lot of places now, speaker? Uh, yeah, so it's uh, the, uh, oh, I forgot the name of it. Sorry, I got, I got blank on that. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's um, the contact tracing. That's mm -hmm. it. Uh, so most places have a QR code that you have to um, put up your phone, scan it into the government website where you're going. It tracks your movement just in case there's COVID mm -hmm. in that area. You right. need to be contacted and you need to be quarantined. But like they're everywhere. And right. I think it's really more about grooming people and preparing them so that they don't even question when all of this is fully rolled out. Right. That's why I keep telling people don't become a QR code because I'm about ready to print out t-shirts that say that because that is what they're using for every, you know, from all in all the, almost all the countries that are rolling the vaccine ID passports out. And yes, I know we'll call them injections, but I'm just using their language right now. Um, all of these, these identification systems are using the QR codes. And the initial pilot of this was launched in China. Yep. So their design of it is essentially what this has all been carried through on um, and, and, and worked from. So um, I will break down the, the certifiers. I mean, there's, there's a couple in here that are a little surprising and a little alarming um it's it's just amazing like i i had to weed through hundreds to narrow down some of the biggest ones so obviously i'm not going to cover everyone i'd be here for two years uh because you know there's a lot of little companies that are getting in on this making money on doing the app parts or you know various stages of software development uh they're going to end up getting munched up by the big guys eventually um, or they'll allow them to carry out their little end of it, but it doesn't matter because the ultimate goal is to get it onto the blockchain and they'll have multiple blockchains, but one day in the future, they're going to get this stuff all synced because they want their one world governance. Either way, they're all going to have access to this data and they're going to use it to control us. So, so everyone needs to stop with the damn QR codes and warn everyone that this is not just about getting access into some sports event, that, that they're storing your health data. God knows how many databases already store our health data that they're going to link to that. Thank you, Obama. So Right. And um, I think that, um, and what Speaker and I talked about was that everything that we've been seeing so far, all this talk of, you know, 
terrorists, you know, we have uh, domestic terrorists here in the country and uh, online anonymity just isn't safe anymore. There's, there's mm -hmm. so many terrorists online. There's so many um, hackers now that we have to do this. This is the only way to, sec to secure your information, right? So it's, again, we're, we're, we're trying to keep you safe, but really, no, we just want to be able to surveil everything oh, yeah. about you and consolidate it so we have ways of controlling you yeah it's their same playbook over and over like i said they're masters of marketing and and they're pushing you know look at nato new headquarters fully operational headquarters now in uh oh goodness norfolk right right yes yeah um, so there's a lot of AI connections in there. I'm going to make in part four. Um, part four is going to be more on the QR code, the blockchain, the digital currency and all that good stuff. But part three, I'm getting into the other, but the key implementers, but what you were just saying, I highly anticipate, I'm sorry to say, but I highly anticipate over the next couple of years, we're going to see some false flag terror events. They're going to have to push this to the max to get this through. This is a... <laughs> big central banker push to make this shit happen. And in order to do it, the cyber attacks and the terrorist attacks um, and the virus, those are their, you know, and climate, of course, those are their four key pushers. So right. they're going to manipulate everyone's minds to thinking they're doing this for the better of the planet, for the safety and protection of everyone, just like you were saying. Right. And Biden it, just said the other day, I'm sorry, speaker, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's, tyranny uh, through the illusion of safety absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely and biden just the other day i think it's kind of a, a double-edged sword it's kind of nice how senile he is because he <laughs> he actually will say things that he's not allowed to say you know he's not allowed to say this oops, so, oops. yeah <sighs> so he 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 said something to that effect the other day about how um a serious cyber attack would initiate an actual kinetic war and it was almost as though mm -hmm. he kind of the way he said it and the wording that he used it's almost kind of like he knew the game plan you know what i'm saying and yep. um yep. and and so so yeah i found that that little um sound bite to be pretty interesting as though he was accidentally letting part of the game plan out right right Oh goodness. So as, as far as, um, let's see, where are we at? Are we on when? All right. So as far as when, well, they've been rolling this shit out for decades. Uh, they've been building the infrastructures and, um, that said though, there's a lot of fragmentation and there's a lot of vying for power of different, different, uh, sections of this. And, uh, Hmm. So we've got, we've got the U.S., China, uh, European Union, big players. We've got obviously, you know, you got UK, you've got Japan, Australia, Canada. You know, also big players. Um, there's so many countries involved with this, and when I take a step back and I look at just the virus situation, that's pretty much rolled out globally. Then you look at all the places that are rolling out the IDs, which is their main goal. Um, and that's 
for the most part happening globally. And in you know, a few of the areas where it wasn't happening, well, those presidents and prime ministers were removed. Right. So um, as far as digital currency goes, the they, Federal Reserve is all about that um, and eventually removing the U.S. dollar. Uh, there's so many signs pointing to this. There's so much documentation and Jerome Powell even said as much himself. Uh, so as far as the when, this is, I, this is my best guess. This is just a guess based on everything I've researched. To me, it feels like the next two to three years are going to continue to be a roller coaster of pushing false narratives, false flags, um, building, continuing to build these infrastructures, uh, getting everyone into the digital ID, unless people resist this, um, and doing whatever it takes to get to that point, and then starting to roll in the digital currency, um, trying to get a single one world digital currency, I mean, and, and or even a single you know blockchain where everyone's on the blockchain i i can't see all of that coming to fruition for at least five years but then you look at what they're doing in space and you look at all the satellites they're launching and you look at the 5g and all this is to power this right you got massive you, you think of the blockchains and the energy and all that's required in all of this um it all ties together. So you have to have eyes on a lot of different areas and industries to kind of figure out their scheduling and how this is moving along. But the biggest thing that's going to speed it up is their psychological war games and people falling for it. Right. And I think that um, the win is tricky because it is going to be like this slow walk every single day, a push, push, push to mm-hmm. pushing that envelope um, to get people um, to accept a new thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a daily slow march towards the edge of a cliff. And yeah. so it's not like one particular day on this day, boom, everything's going <laughs> right. to happen. It's, it's incrementally. And uh, like you said, uh, it's probably happening all over the world and each country is incrementally moving at different paces. So yeah, that would well, be right, kind of hard. But what, to... but what they let out in the news or what little people are shown about this is, is minute compared to how far along they really are. And so, you know, that's why I wanted to break down a lot of the key implementers so people can pay attention and follow along and understand like what stages we're at when, so they know like when to get the hell out of that state or move their money here. I mean, everyone should already have their money out of the central banks by now. Um, so, so yeah. So if we scroll down to the why, I think pretty much our listeners already know why. Um, so I don't know that we really need to go into that. Um, I did link a lot of past reports I've done because they, they all connect to this. I've been trying to reveal agendas for a long time now, um, to get build up and show like the bigger picture where this is all headed. And, uh, obviously Amazon's takeover. That's, that's a huge play in this, the transportation industry, you know, they don't, they don't want us having our own vehicles one day because well, well, they've they've already stated that the UN that they want to get rid of 
uh, any sort of uh, petrol or gas field cars by 2030. Yeah, well, they want to switch them to electric, but they also want to uh, are already building up their force of autonomous vehicles and they want to eventually have everything be autonomous. So the only way you're getting on there is if you show your digital identity and you're approved for the ride. Uh-huh. But it's, it's all it's all a chain of event. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that one's going to take a lot longer because, I mean, you have to have the infrastructure in place and everything piloted and tested and because um, haven't we already seen like Tesla's put done an autonomous vehicle, right? Wasn't there just a crash well, months ago on that? Well, Japan already has autonomous vehicles. Uh, so, for example, uh, at the Olympics at the moment in the Olympic Village, mm-hmm. uh, there is a bus that goes around the Olympic Village that is autonomous that takes you to certain sections of the village. Yeah. <laughs> And if their ultimate goal is to consolidate us all into smart cities, I would imagine that would be more trains than autonomous cars. That would be their, you know, desired way of getting people around. And, oh, yeah, uh, trains and buses. Mm-hmm. And what we talked about in our video, which um, uh, when we were talking about China is, you know, we actually showed a video. It was just an example, um, but there, there was a recording that just kind of played um, as this passenger was on the train, and it was actually in English, but the, it was in Beijing, I believe, was it? Um, anyways, but um, so the, the the recording said, you know, it was listing off a number of things like violations, things that could get you in trouble if you caused any d- disruption on the train or in the train station, if you were smoking in an un, you know non-smoking area, and so it was just listing all of these things. And if you if you violated any of those things, it was going to go onto your social credit score. And uh, so that recording, we we played that in our in our video and kind of just talked about that. But and then also on that graphic that we talked about, it it actually talks about how um, some of the um, punishments for having a low credit score is no access or lack of access to travel. Um, So not so inability to get on the trains, inability to get on planes, that kind of a thing. Well, and our government already started implementing that. Uh, It's called Real ID which is driver's licenses. Um, and they have this set up in every state now. When you go to get a new driver's license, it has like a little, I think it's like a little star on it. And it's considered a real ID where you've given all the proper documentation to get it. And it all, all licenses are gonna have to be converted to that by 2023. And it directly connects with the airlines. So, that though, that will become part of your digital identity too. I believe it's Louisiana already has a pilot program in place where they're doing the QR code with the driver's licenses now. So eventually birth certificates, like everything, all everything on you will be rolled up into your digital ID. And you can bet your ass they're incorporating biometrics into this. Uh, Whitney Webb did a brilliant article back in May on smart devices being used on piloted on the military and it tracks you know you guys remember that video that darpa like it was so weird seeing darpa on the news we're like what are they doing so because that's always so behind the scenes when they were coming out with the little device saying it'll detect if you have the virus before you actually get it and have symptoms yeah yeah 
So they're piloting this now. I think it's called like Harpa or something. I'm going to have it linked in my report. So um, where their little smart devices that they wear um, and it, but in addition to that, there's been programs that they've rolled out before, and I believe they're being integrated now, where it also can track, you know, your heartbeat, your health, your emotions, behavior, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, guinea pigs, they tested on the military, and they're eventually going to roll that stuff out publicly. They've already got a ton of smart devices out there. Uh, James wrote a piece for me on smart smart toys. Right. There's, so many monitoring devices out there and we don't know unless you dismantle it and reverse engineer it and see what's inside it and you understand that stuff you don't know what all it's detecting aside from the little camera or the little voice or speaker you don't know what else that thing's detecting and right then, especially if it was made in china it's probably <laughs> surveilling then, your every move and then another brilliant report by uh, Ice Age Farmer. So he had come across a document, and I actually have this linked in here under um, how, the how section, uh, the, under the WF's investing in forests. And so he did like a 20-minute video covering this. I linked his video as well as the um, document itself by the WF. It's... <laughs> It's insane. I mean, it's insanity, the level they're taking this to. So you've got all these companies that are allegedly out protecting our forests and they're building more forests and they're putting money into the trees and yada, yada, yada. But the document companies such as Amazon, Bank of America, Nestle, Apple, MasterCard, Salesforce, Shell, you know, the usual. And what it really is, is the entire document talks about monitoring. So they are supporting and funding long-term monitoring approaches and tools to track progress. It states the technology sector can develop new digital tools and innovations that support the sourcing and monitoring of conservation and restoration projects, geospatial mapping, satellite and drone data, data sensors and data processing. And, and there's so much more to this, but Essentially what they're doing is they're putting a micro amount of money into actually planting trees and they're spending the bulk of the money, lots of money, millions, into satellite and mapping and monitoring of the forest across the world. Why? Because they're their resources and we are not allowed to touch them. Right. It has nothing to do with making sure we grow more trees and our forests are in good shape. Right. And maybe those satellites could also watch other things other than the forest. Oh, absolutely. Hmm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just having oh, an yeah. army of and satellites and drones everywhere. And yeah, we're just looking at the forest. Probably. Right, right. Well, uh, you got Amazon building out a fleet of drones for delivery. We know they're going to do much more than just delivery. And you got Musk building out uh, Starlink, which has already released a bunch of satellites. And so he's got, have you guys seen that where it's like a little tripod satellite thing you set up and it's all under the guise of for people that, um, you know, are not within good internet access, then they'll have, they'll be able to hook in to his Starlink satellites and um, have internet access. But we're talking like, 
I believe it's thousands of little satellites going out there. And I'm sure that's going to tie into 5G and surveillance and all kinds of good stuff. And anyone who thinks Musk is a good guy is fooled. I love He's, this name here, Sky Truth. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Isn't that great? It's like Skynet and disinformation. Sky Truth. <laughs> like smart this, smart that, protection, safety, saving lives, truth. Yes, there are heroes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so um so let's see what else do i have in here oh um, I, I liked how you talked about this um and you know ba basically some um leaders uh, around the world who have died recently and maybe they just weren't going along with the uh, the agenda of the program oh well right? i can tell you i mean uh, two of them are sketchy as hell for sure. The fact that they were all, three were in their 50s, one was 61. Um, Haiti beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, some foreign group comes in and assassinates him and literally it was three or four days later, uh, a U.S. delegate shows up and says, yeah, we really need to expedite your vaccine program here. And so let's get the U.S. to donate half million doses via COVAX, which is the coalition led by Bill Gates, you know, his Gavi and, and his and India's CEPI, the World Health Organization, you know, founded by the WHO European Commission and government of France. Yep. Four days later. So one week after having all is taken out, they suddenly have a half million doses <laughs> that's no coincidence i mean right. they've we've been controlling haiti forever it's it's disgusting and and africa it's just it's disgusting um it is and it's always put as as oh we're we're looking out for their health and safety oh, we're oh, yeah uh, it's Saviors. all humanitarian mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yep so um i just reiterated some of the uh vaccine related bills that have been introduced. There's been 13 of them. People need to be paying attention to these and calling their reps because uh, these are not good. They also have the Improving Digital Identity Act, which actually was introduced back in September, 2020 um, by Rep Bill Foster, Democrat of Illinois. And then it was reintroduced in June uh, 30th of this year uh, so they want improving digital identity task force, and they want to implement a plan for federal, state, and local governments to work with public and private sectors to create digital identities for people. So they are all in on this, working on this together. It is the single most key agenda to getting full control over everyone. And in the meantime, they're throwing out hopium distractions and just Mm, a million different distractions hearings committees yep. drama racism uh, it, it's it never ends it's a, a daily distraction one after the other yep so so basically in part three i'm going to roll out these key implementers and um show all the evidence of this Wonderful agenda. And then part four, I will get into how this QR code blockchain, digital currency, and all that wonderful stuff is um, in progress. And 
you know, it's, it's tricky business for them because they have to figure out how to regulate all this and how to do it cross border. And obviously you've got some fighting for top positions in different areas of this. Uh, some, some can obviously have their own developers in their countries or their own passes or certain aspects of it. But the integration of this is a beast. And I'm telling you right now, the central bankers that are behind all of this, and I mean all of this, the world, are not going to let anything get in their way of pushing this agenda forward. So, right. yeah, I mean, uh, this is a huge fight that we have ahead of us. To, everyone needs to fight this tooth and nail, man. I, you for, do not sign up for any of these QR code business if your bank says, hey, create a digital identity, it'll be so convenient. Nope. Um, pay attention to what all these people are doing in the different industries and don't, you know, spend cash, people. Stop letting them track all your data. Cash is king. Cash is king. Right. There's definitely ways that we can fight this. And I know that you're going to really go over that and some of your other parts of this report and, you know, that are coming down the pike. But yeah, there's definitely ways to fight it. I mean, you can look at legislation that you can fight. You can fight things in your own personal life. And we're talking about um, non-compliance here, peaceful mm -hmm. non-compliance. And uh, like you said, using cash, uh, pulling out of the big banks, uh, not supporting big tech. Um, if there's ways that you can, you know, um, do that, you know, support alt tech media, help that grow, um, support people like us uh, and millions of other people like us who are trying to get the information out. I mean, there's all kinds of ways we can join together to resist this. Um, but mm -hmm. I do think it is the most important thing at hand. Mm -hmm. Everything else or nearly everything else is a distraction um, yeah. or was mm -hmm. some kind of false flag event to help them get to this goal. And so, right. yeah, so we just really need to hyper-focus on all aspects of this. And I don't think it's all just one thing, but there's several moving parts as you've tried to, to lay out. I mean, it's, it is a beast, but there's definitely mm -hmm. key areas that we can look at. I mean, when it comes to the medical side of things, when it comes to the financial side of things and the digital side of things, it's really all of those things together that we have to really look at and stand against. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> there you go all right anything else you want to add oh not that i can think of uh no i'm just gonna go back to reading i, I have more stuff to read and then i gotta start writing up part three uh -huh. another, nice. busy week, guys. another week in the books guys and <laughs> <laughs> we, survived. we made it yes hang right. in there everyone Hang in there. It's probably going to be a bumpy ride, but we're all in this together. We got to stand strong. So thanks for joining us for another podcast uh, on Dig It with the speaker, myself, the Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Thank you.